Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillah, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Salatu Wassalam, Ala Rasulillah, Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Man Wala. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbak wa hubba amlain yuqarribuna ila hubbak ya arhamar rahimin. Okay, so we're moving forward in the chapter of Sabr. Um, and yesterday, Alhamdulillah, we got to look at different aspects of Sabr um, based on Imam Ghazali's breakdown of sabr and calamities uh, based on Imam, Imam Ghazali's understanding that there's even sabr during blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even when we have blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it requires us to hold ourselves back, meaning it requires us to stay within the limits of Allah and that's a level of sabr as well. Now there's another well-known breakdown of sabr that Imam Ghazali gives. This is well-known, normally scholars always share this, which is sabr ala ta'a Sabr on doing righteousness, sabr anil ma'asiya, uh, sabr from doing sins, and then sabr al masaib, right? So these are the three categories. Sabr al masaib means so patience on good deeds. That's number one, meaning um, standing in taraweeh, right? Um, staying up for fajr, right? You could have stayed at home, went to sleep, got a few extra hours, but there's a level of sabr that's needed in order to push ourselves further for ibadah. Right? So that's right there, a witness to our uh, sabr. Um, then there's sabr anil ma'siyah. Uh, there's a sin that you desire because the nafs finds it pleasurable, um, but you have to hold the nafs back. So that's sabr anil ma'siyah, sabr from disobedience. And the last one, which Imam Ghazali says, is ghair ikhtiyari, meaning it's not under our volition, it's not under our control, is the sabr anil masaib, sabr on calamities. And that's the normal usage that we know to use it for, right? So when we look at these hadith, um, the next few hadith, most of all of them are going to be actually referring to sabr anil, uh, 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 alal masaib, sabr on calamities. Like when hardship comes, you know, the loss of a loved one, the loss of, of anything, um, just to be able to hold oneself. So there's a beautiful hadith here. Let's look at this hadith. An Anasin radiallahu ta'ala an. قال مر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بامرأة تبكي عند قبر تبكي على سبي لها. So the Prophet ﷺ is walking through Medina, and um, there's a woman who is at the grave of her of her child that passed away, um, and she's weeping next to the grave. Um, and some narrations seem to give us the impression that she's uh, doing a type of noha, which is like some like wailing, you could say. Not just crying, but like wailing, wailing at the, at the grave. Um, so the Prophet walked past her and he said, Ittaqillah wasbiri. He said to her, you know, from behind, she's sitting there, she's crying and she's crying. And the Prophet says, Ittaqillah wasbiri. Um, you know, have fear of God, wasbiri. And be, be patient, be patient. Now, she doesn't know who she's speaking to because she doesn't turn around. She's in this emotional state. So she just says, Ilayka anni. Please get away from me. Please get away from me. فَإِنَّكَ لَمْ تُصَبْ بِمُصِيبَتِي You don't know what I'm going through. 
right? And so many people, we talk to them and uh, it's difficult. A lot of times when we're going through a difficulty, um, it, it's hard, right? So she lashes out. She didn't know who he was. Now the beautiful thing is the hadith then says that the prophet just kept going. Meaning, you know, everyone's not always receptive at every moment. You have to wait for people's moments of receptivity, right? So he understood right now, okay, I tried to help her. Right now is not a good time. So he kept going and he went home, right? So it's beautiful right there. So he keeps, he goes on. When he left, someone says, you know that was the Prophet that was talking to you. So she, she was like, wow, okay, oh, I didn't realize that. She calmed down. She went to the door of the Prophet. Now the narrator of the hadith says, The Prophet didn't have any guards at his house. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the hadith, but it just explains how approachable he was. You could just literally go up and ring his doorbell. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no extensive protocol just to get to him. It was very simple, very easy to get to him. So there was no bawab, there were no guards there protecting him. فقالت, she said to him, Lam a'rifka. She said, I didn't know, recognize you. I didn't know it was you. So she's trying to apologize for not taking the advice. فقالت, now this is the key part. Okay, he says to her, Indeed, patience is at the first moment that it hits. Sadama, sadama is like a car crash, right? A sadama is like when something happens, right? When something happens, sadama, right? Suddenly. So he's telling her some really good advice. The advice here is, look, things may look difficult when they come, you know, subhanAllah, if anyone in the room has ever lost a loved one, that first day, it feels like life can't go on. Like you think about the person so much, you're, you're weeping so hard. You're like, man, how am I going to live? I can't live like this. But day two, a bit, of, a bit of them begins to fade a little bit. Day three, day four, day five, and depending, it could last some time, but it starts to go away. And you start to get back some normalcy. Then you remember them, you, it hits you again, right? So the, the point I'm, I'm trying to make here is, now here's the deal. It's as if when she came back, he gave her the advice that he was going to give her anyway. Had she been receptive at that moment, which was, yes, you've lost your son right now, but just be patient for the first moment you'll get through this. That's the advice. Just be patient for this moment. After that, it gets easier. 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 So, in the masabr, in the sadimatul ula. So, with, based on this, I'll just share one or two things. That Imam Ghazali, he says that there are some adab of sabr, like etiquettes of sabr, sabr, some etiquettes towards having patience, and particularly in calamities. Okay, number one, number one is, he says, isti'mal sabr fi sadimatul ula. He says to always apply sabr or patience at the first hit of the calamity, number one. Number one. Number two adab, this is very important. The second adab is to say istirja'a. To say istirja'a. Istirja'a in Arabic refers to this, the saying, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Indeed, we belong to God, and to God do we return. So for those who don't know, the Prophet taught us that any calamity that comes, the first thing that you should say is, inna lillah, 
Indeed, we belong to God until Allah do we return, remembering that everything ultimately goes back to him. And so that's the second adab of uh, sabr that Imam Ghazali mentions. Let's look at uh, one more hadith, inshallah. Um, yeah, this is a beautiful one, and we'll stop after this one. وَأَنْ أَطَاءِ بْنِ أَبِي رَبَحْ قَالَ قَالَ لِي إِبْنْ عَبَاسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْ Ibn Abbas said to one of the tabi'i, Ala urika imra'atan min ahl al-jannah. So, Sahaba saw the Prophet. A tabi'i is someone who saw Sahaba. So, this one Sahabi, Ibn Abbas, he says, Yo, I want to show you a, a, a woman, to, a, to a, his student. I want to show you a woman of Jannah. Like, what? Okay. Shall I show you a woman of Jannah? Faqultu bala. So, Ata, the student, he goes, Yeah, show me a woman of Jannah for sure. He says, see this, this African woman right here? You see her right there? She's a woman of Jannah. Uh, he says, She came to the Prophet. I suffer from, uh, what's it called when you pass out from uh, like um, epileptic, uh, like seizures? Epilepsy, epilepsy. Epa? Epilepsy, it's early morning, okay? Got it, epilepsy. Okay, so I suffer from seizures. I get seizures. So I pass out. Inni usra. But here's what she says. Look at her concern. But when I pass out, like I can't cover myself, my haya, like my modesty. I get uncovered because I'm in a seizure state. So like my body gets uncovered. And as a woman, that goes against my, my principles of modesty. So that's her primary concern, first of all. Like, to protect her modesty. Uh, so please, Ya Rasulullah, please make dua for me that God take this away. Okay? So the Prophet then said, Okay, in shitti, sabarti, walak al jannah, wa in shitti ada'ullah fayu afika. The Prophet said, You have two choices. I could make dua for you, and uh, this would go away. Or there's another option. You could deal with this for the rest of your life. Be patient with it. And the reward for your patience over this sickness is Jannah. So she said, uh, she thought, I'm going to do patience. But then she goes, But I can't put up with my, my satr being exposed. My aura, my modesty, my haya, I can't put up with that. There's no sabr on that. That's not, I can't put up with that. Fada'ullaha Allah atakashaf. Make that dua for me that even though I go through this, my satr is never exposed whenever I do go through it. Fada'alaha and the Prophet made that dua. I think the beautiful thing here is had the Prophet made that dua, he's not allowing us, the later ummah, to learn from her difficulty. Because we don't all have access to just, oh, Ya Rasulullah, make dua, the sickness goes away. So by giving her these two options, he's giving her the higher route towards what would please God and what could be better for her akhirah. But he's also giving, setting an example for us who don't have direct access to just a quick dua to remove all of our you know, sicknesses and difficulties like that. So it's a, a beautiful lesson the Prophet Sallallahu is teaching us here. Um, but notice this woman, man. Notice this woman. She chooses the sabr. But on top of that, she goes, but still, I, I still need that dua. I need my sutter to be covered because I can't put up with that.
last, last, last hadith, inshallah ta'ala. Very short hadith. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu This is a Bukhari hadith. This is a very sound hadith. Man yuridillahu bihi khayran yusib minhu. Whoever Allah intends good for, difficulties do come. And if you have a growth mentality, you already understand that. Like all growth requires a little bit of uh, struggle, a little bit of difficulty. Beautiful hadith. Whoever God wills good for, calamities will come. There will be some difficulty. There will be a bit of struggle. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to, whenever they do come, be patient. The scholars say don't make dua for patience, by the way. Because making dua for patience is actually kind of making dua for the calamity. Oh Allah, let me be patient. Well, you, what do you need to be patient? A difficulty. So make dua for afia. So the dua we can also make is, Ya Allah, if difficulties come, give me patience in difficulties. Otherwise, give me afia. Give me peace. Give me tranquility, Ya Allah. We don't ask for difficulties. May Allah give us afia, inshallah ta'ala. Jazakallah khair. Subhanakallah. Alhamdulillah. 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 Al